Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Bog Podcast, or a spooky podcast. For once, believe it or not, guys, we're actually doing a Halloween podcast. I know. I know. Uh, I, I really had to, like, convince Alyssa and myself into this one, but we're going to do it because, you know, it's Halloween season. It's that time of year, and Disney does so much Halloween stuff. But before we get into the actual episode, I do want to mention a few things. Like, first, my name. I'm Jared. I am your host, and I'm alongside Alyssa Antonelli, who is my trusty co-host, been doing this with me for several months now, but is also the co-owner of Mickey Travels, which I will talk about later on. Uh, Mickey Travels is our primary sponsor of the Mickey Blog Podcast, so we will mention and talk more about them later on in the episode. But before we dive into the Halloween episode, which I know Alyssa is just bursting and so overjoyed to talk about, um, uh, yeah, how are you? How's everything going? Good. I feel like today I'm your trusty ghost host. <laughs> you know that was creative and i think yeah. we should just end the podcast right there I, there you go a, tr a trusty co-ghost host um, yeah. yeah you know what no let, let's be real for a minute though jared um you know this is a little bit obligatory like we're going to keep it real with our viewers and listeners um but you know let's give it some you know some some love for the spooky you know friends out there people who love halloween we happen to have some huge Halloween fans within the Mickey blog team. So let's, you know, give it up for them. This is dedicated to them and to all the people out there who love Halloween. Which, you know, I honestly, and maybe it's just because I am such a Christmas fan, but every single year, I know, believe it or not, uh, every single year, I am so surprised in a way. Maybe it's again, maybe I'm just like jaded and, and, confused because i'm so focused on christmas but i'm always so surprised at how huge the fandom is for halloween i remember being a kid and thinking like oh this is so exciting and everything but no i mean i've met so many people who come down to disney world every single year who strictly come down here because they want to do not so scary they want to experience it during that season so many friends that i now know who are like oh my gosh it's pumpkin season and, you know, a few, several, as Alyssa mentions, a few members of the Make a Blog team specifically that are massive Halloween fans. Um, so so we're doing this episode for all of you guys because Halloween is a great holiday. Don't get me wrong. Just not my favorite. I'm more of a Christmas fan. Um, and, and frankly, it's not even close. So get so ready. So actually, Jared, <laughs> I, I think we need to alert our viewers and listeners, make them, yeah. you know, prepared that yeah. you know this is our last episode about halloween fair enough yeah. right yeah. this is you know so take it all in and let's just say get out your red and green <laughs> get out your elf boots you know put on your your mittens get the hot cocoa ready get the tree decorated because it's going to be all in holiday deluge November mm. December. Absolutely. I mean, I know Is that a fair Alyssa... warning? Yeah, I think that's a fair warning. I mean, we'll have eight episodes coming out, obviously, between November and December. And I don't know how many of them are gonna be Christmas, but I can guarantee you a good portion of them will be. So they will be. Um, so so I guess the, the the warning would be if you don't like Christmas, um just come back in January. 
come back in January. <laughs> but I do want to say, Jared, I think it would be very appropriate um, uh, to also say that we we will also be bringing up, you know, Hanukkah in, in yeah. during the season as well. Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about Kwanzaa. You know, we want to include all of the holidays that encompass the holiday season so we don't want to you know for any of the viewers that are like i don't celebrate christmas or whatever we're you know we're gonna have a winter holiday theme that includes everybody and everyone and absolutely everything. including thanksgiving including new year's eve i mean there's a lot there is of holidays no thanksgiving. isn't it thanks was it called thanksgiving miss or uh, is that thanks Thanks, there's a thing that like there's no thanksgiving because yeah it's not like we, we not go down from here. We, november 1st becomes christmas season i know in fact this year it's going to be november second there's a name for it yeah around here uh for our listeners and viewers who aren't aware um you know, for Walt Disney World, which Alyssa and I are based out of Orlando, of course, covering the Disney parks and and down here, the switchover from Halloween to Christmas is an overnight thing. And it, and yes, there are more decorations that come out, of course, across the resorts and, you know, the other parks. But Magic Kingdom, you would be so impressed at how big of a changeover they experience. And that changeover happens Literally right after the last not so scary party, which this you know year is crazy, actually November first. Leaving the party late with all the spooky music and the mm. the aberrations on the buildings and right, everything is like the werewolves or you know. And you leave at twelve or one o'clock in the morning, you come back at eight AM and not only are the decorations, but there's Christmas music. I know. I know. I, I remember um very distinctly last year you uh greg and myself were there on the first day of the changeover we were there at 7 a.m standing outside the gates and i remember walking in and just being like how did they do this so fast like it was now, you were like a crazy. child you're like where's yeah. santa i know i know they had to rip me out of there but it's Jared, okay. i do want to say real quick and I, i'm derailing a little bit but i think during one of the episodes and I'm excited to talk about the Very Merry Christmas Party, right? We're going to have an episode dedicated just hmm. to that. Um, it is super important that we also give people a little teaser into a, a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party in the rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to have to mention a few things about that because... Yeah, uh... so, so stay tuned. Like, I don't want to give too much away, but... <laughs> Let's just, I'll, can I give them an image just to, just to sort of. Yeah, convert? of course, of course. Wet Christmas sweater. Yeah, don't, don't wear a Christmas sweater to very merry when it's raining. Okay, we won't, we won't talk more about it than that. Just but a teaser. Yeah, let's, let's get back to spooky season. <laughs> We can't do it. We're talking about Christmas, <laughs> the first 10 minutes of the episode. I know, eight minutes Halloween in. Episode. Eight minutes in. I, I, everybody who listened to this for Halloween is going to be so disappointed in us. Yeah, they're going to be like, wrong hosts. Yeah, seriously. Okay, let's get back into being ghost hosts. Yeah, we are two ghost hosts. I Oh my gosh, what a joke. I should have said that earlier. I am your host, uh, your ghost host. 
Anyways, rewind, pretend I said that at the beginning. Let's talk Halloween, folks, because Disney does an incredible job of celebrating Halloween. All jokes aside, I know I'm more of a Christmas person. And in fact, I'm not the only one, but a lot of people actually choose sides, just like Alyssa and I have. A lot of people actually prefer to either come down to Walt Disney World or Disneyland during the Halloween season or during the Christmas season. But either way... I will say without a shadow in my mind that once it hits September through the rest of the year, it's the best time of year at, at these parks. Because whether you're a Halloween fan or whether you're a Christmas fan, you are not – it's just you can't miss it, okay? So what we're going to do in this episode, we are going to talk about Walt Disney World, Not So Scary. However, if you want a more detailed, specific episode about Not So Scary, we actually did in an episode – literally talking about why you need to go. It's an hour long and it details everything about that party from start to finish. Also in this in this episode today, we're going to talk about Oogie Boogie, which is an extremely popular event out in Disneyland. We're going to talk about the Halloween cruises that are offered by Disney. And we're also going to talk a little bit about things like favorite Disney movies or popular Disney Halloween movies, as well as popular Disney um halloween oriented characters so we'll talk about that first before we talk about the parks because the reason i want to go first with this is only because a lot of the parks you know base a lot of what they do in regards to halloween off of their most popular disney halloween franchises their disney halloween movies for example hocus pocus of course hocus pocus came out in 1993 i'll be honest with you wasn't really huge into Hocus Pocus as a kid, didn't grow up with it, really big into it. Um, but I will say this, um, at Not So Scary, and I know Alyssa will agree, um, the stage show is really amazing. They do a phenomenal job with the stage show incorporating the Sanderson sisters, and the Sanderson sisters are now a huge part of the Halloween um, Disney Cruise Line uh, you know, offerings, which is very cool as well. Um, so I did want to mention that real quick. And the next one I wanted to mention, um, and this isn't just because I'm a Christmas fan, but this is kind of on the fence. Could be Halloween, could be Christmas. And that's the nightmare before Christmas. People have long debated, do I watch this during the Halloween season or do I watch this during Christmas both. season? Yeah, just both. Or just watch it on Thanksgiving or something and just say it's in the middle. Um, but regardless, uh, very, very popular. Let me tell you something, Alyssa. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, again, maybe I just wasn't aware, maybe I wasn't in the know, but every year I get absolutely shocked at how big of a fan base the Nightmare Before Christmas fan base is. Um, of course, it overtakes the Haunted Mansion out in Disneyland every year, which is very, very cool. Um, I've yet to see it during that overlay, but I've heard it's incredible. We have lots of people who have. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, those are two of the more famous franchises. So, you know, honestly, I, I, I have several more to talk about, but those are the first two I wanted to mention. So I'm going to say I agree. Um, huge. Um, I think franchise, franchises that I don't think we saw getting as big as they have gotten. Um, so we were just at the uh, Not So Scary Halloween Party on Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. Like, makes sense, right? Um, and I will tell you that I saw more guests dressed as the Sanderson sisters than any other costumes that I had seen. 
um, uh, really, really popular. So many of them. Um, and then as far as Nightmare Before Christmas, um, I would say Jack and Sally meet and greets are probably among the longest lines of any character meet and greets at any time, anywhere. I'm not saying they're the longest, but they are among the longest lines. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, I can tell you when we actually discussed this, um, you know, on our episode about uh not so scary, um the the wait time for Jack and Sally can get as long as three to four hours, including uh in fact Serena, who is uh wonderful and one of our partners here with Mickey Travels, who's been on our podcast several times. Uh, Serena from Living by Disney, she came on and told us that she waited up to close to four hours for Jack and Sally. So, and that's really when you get there right away. That's like rope dropping and still waiting close to four hours, just to put it in perspective how big these two are. So, well, and that that's the thing. It it goes to show how popular they are. But I want to also say, speaking, I know we're not quite at the party yet, um, or talking about the party or the parks, whatever. But the thing about it is to be, and I think this is a good and a bad thing. Um, Jack and Sally spend a lot of time with their guests when you do go in and meet them, which is a good thing because you get a lot of personal attention. They interact mm -hmm. with you. You get time with them. You're not rushed. But a negative thing in that that's what backs the lines up. Yeah. I know. I, I would agree with that. And it, it is, it's so tough, right? Because then you get up there and you're like, wow, this is so cool how interactive they are with me. But it is definitely a part and why the, the lines do get as long as they do. Um, and I will mention this, and I'm not trying to bring this into a Christmas episode, but Jack and Sally do continue to meet and greet during Mickey's Very Merry. And this time they dress as Sally in Sandy Claus, which is very cool. Uh, I got to see that for the first time last year at that party. I had never done that, um, you know, character meet and greet before. Jared, and you couldn't help yourself. I was like, oh you my had to, gosh. You had to go into Christmas again. I know, here I am. But I just think it is. 14 minutes in. We've been there twice. I know. I know. We've, we've probably talked about Should Christmas we do something now, like I mean... a swear jar? You know, like when you post a swear jar and you put money in. Every time Jared goes into a Christmas talk, um... <laughs> We have to have some kind of punishment. Yeah, we, we probably should, to be honest with you, because frankly, it's clearly bad that I can't even talk about can't Halloween. Can't stay Halloween focused. It's pretty bad. Uh, I'll do my best. Let, let's, we'll, we'll get back on track. Rearing back in. Um, but basically, I will say this, uh, you know, Jack and Sally, as Alyssa said, incredible meet and greet. And also, as she mentioned about the Sanderson sisters, Again, we mentioned the stage show, but, um, you know, they did release a sequel that was pretty well received and the fans really enjoyed it. I know it's not, you know, the original, most things aren't, but I just think both of these franchises, kind of like Alyssa said, they, I don't think Disney ever really anticipated them becoming as big as they are, but I will say this to kind of like combat that. I don't think Disney anticipated how big the Halloween fandom is because there's not a ton of Halloween Disney films. There just aren't. So I think in on the other side of the coin, fans were probably looking for, you know, Halloween-oriented things to sort of latch onto, especially Disney fans. So they're like, oh, look at this. 
This is Disney and Halloween, my two favorite things, um, which sort of brings me to my next point. And that's a very popular attraction that basically brings us into Halloween year round. And that is the Haunted Mansion. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it on the Halloween episode because this is about the most spooky Halloween fan ride there is out there. Um, and and not only has it become a beloved beloved and, you know, just um, iconic Disney attraction, but they have released several films now based on the ride. Um, of course, there was the classic Eddie Murphy version. There was another version that came out this year in 2023. Um, and lots of fans love both of them for different reasons. Um, but regardless, uh, I wanted to sort of briefly mention the Haunted Mansion because there's nothing quite like going on the Haunted Mansion during the Halloween season. It sort of hits a little bit different. Um, kind of like, you know, uh, you know, other things just like kind of like ice cream in the summer. It's great during December, but it's better in July. The point is, is that, uh, the Haunted Mansion really hits during that season. And the reason I bring this up specifically, Alyssa, is this year during Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, they did have, uh, you know, actors dressed as ghosts, uh, hanging out in the graveyard before you get on the Haunted Mansion. That would only happen during the Not So Scary Parties. So I thought that was really cool, personally. Yeah, the only, I, I'm a little, I'm going to say I'm a little disappointed with Disney, if I can. Because, you know, we keep it real mm -hmm. here, right? So we yeah. love Disney. We always keep it positive. But I'm just going to say, in a light way, um, I wish the Hatbox Ghost had arrived before Halloween. Yeah, no, I can I can. And I don't want to say I'm disappointed. Let me take that back. I'm just... That would have been really, can you imagine if the Hatbox Ghost showed up on October 31st? Yeah, that would have been incredible, um, I will say. But I I also almost think it should have arrived like before the parties in general. Because I do think fans would have been disappointed if Hatbox Ghost arrived right during Halloween. And then they were like, okay, well, the party's over. Uh, Christmas time, you know? like That is true. So, that is but, true. But at the same time, I, I totally get that. I, I do think Halloween night would have been super cool and fans would have freaked yeah, just, out about you know, it. If Dis as we always say, if Disney's listening, you know, can't do anything about it now. But, you know, we have some ideas, Disney, if you want to listen to us. You know, every once in a while, I'll say something and I'll be like, you know what? Wow, that Jared guy, he actually knows some things. Yeah. Not many. So if Disney's listening, we gotcha. <laughs> we have some good ideas. Exactly. We have we have a few ideas. Uh but either way, um, you know, sort of continuing to move along here before we jump into more um park focused things. Um, you know, I do think in general these franchises are even if some of them aren't as known as others, for example, there's classic Halloween Town, there's the Wizards of Waverly Place show and movie. Um, things such as, uh, you know, Cruella, which I guess isn't exactly Halloween, but people love it during that season. Things like, um, uh, the Frankenweenie movie. Coco is technically about Dia de los Muertos, but a lot of people do enjoy it during that time of year. Um, Halloween Town High. You know, so there's a lot of films that even if you're not specifically into it, uh, and I, I can tell you that Alyssa and I aren't like huge fans. We couldn't figure out, but, uh, we, I think we both have a lot of appreciation, um, for these franchises. And I think Disney is super happy with just how big they've gotten. Um, because I, I mean, for example, there is a nightmare before Christmas Tumblr 
Starbucks tumbler that disappeared from the parks in like 30 seconds. And our team of reporters here at Mickey blog has been like trying to look for it. And we like still haven't found it because the second it dropped, they sold out of every single one of them. It sells out. They've had several release dates of this tumbler on uh, shop Disney and it sells out at like four in the morning. Like the fandom is really there. And it's well, you've got very the combination, impressive. Jared of the two franchise, like Starbucks and nightmare before Christmas. When you could, you know, you can't forget that the Starbucks tumblers are super popular and then you add mm. a favorite IP to that. Yeah. And you've got something that people are going to be, you know, kind of all over. It's very true. Um, and, uh, you know, frankly, I, I don't blame them. You know, I do. Th I actually watched uh, rewatch Nightmare Before Christmas last Halloween season and really enjoyed it. Um, you know, but regardless, you know, I think that all of these franchises that to sum up this point um, are absolutely not just beloved, but, um, you know, I think that they play a huge role in what Not So Scary has really become. Um, and as popular as Not So Scary has become. Um, but regardless, let's move on to thing, a few Garrett, other things. If I yeah, may, just course, before you move on course. to the next thing. So the one thing I'll say about The Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas that I think is so special is the mm. music. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Danny Elfman. Think, yeah, Danny Elfman. I think the score, the music is so different and so well written and gets in your head like mm -hmm. so much and i think that is um also really kind of unique to i mean i just think it makes for it makes the movie what it is in my opinion yeah absolutely i do agree with you on that um so before we move over to the parks i do want to mention that the disney cruise line has a specific halloween offering um, and I just feel like we should talk about it a little bit before we go over to the second half of the episode, which will be more park focused. Um, you know, so Halloween on the high seas, this is a, um, you know, it obviously hasn't been around forever. It's, it's fairly new to the Disney cruise line offerings, but this is a entire like spirited cruise, essentially it's dedicated to Halloween fans and it's so cool because a lot of the characters get dressed up. They do deck parties. They do, you know, this is uh, Mickey's Mouse Parade uh, themed character meet and greets, Halloween activities. You can go trick or treating, um, Halloween themed desserts and and beverages and things like that. They've even decked out the entire, uh, you know, usually the atrium of each lobby, uh, which is very cool. Um, I know we've had a few. Mickey blog team members who recently went on the Disney wish during the Halloween season. And they both spoke very highly of like the Halloween tree that was all decked out in the, in the atrium. And, you know, the Sanderson sisters like Minnie and Daisy are dressed as the Sanderson sisters, which is really cool. So I just think that's really cool. And, and frankly, um, Alyssa, I do want to ask you because, because you co-own Mickey travels and, and you guys book so many Disney cruises um, how popular has, you know, things like Halloween on the high seas become for, for Disney cruise line guests, because I'm sure there's quite a few who love to book those. Yeah. So I would say very similar to the way that people view, like you mentioned about a great time to visit the parks would be, mm -hmm. you know, the fall time or the holiday season. And people are very drawn to 
those experiences. Same thing with mm-hmm. the Disney cruise. I mean, the cruises are, are booked 12 months a year. No question yeah. about it. Um, people do book their cruises based on multiple, um, you know, offerings. And it could be the itinerary, it could be the length of the cruise. It could be the ship that they desire. But a lot of times it also is a theming, whether it be Halloween on the high seas, very merry time cruises, Marvel day at sea, Pixar day at sea, you know, anything like that. So I do think that, um, if somebody is a big Halloween fan, um, they want to experience that not only at the parks, but also on the cruise ships. Yeah. And I just want to say real quick, I think it's so cool that the Disney Cruise Line does this because beyond just the Halloween cruises or the Christmas cruises, um, I think they do a fantastic job at, you know, the Marvel themed cruises. They did Star Wars themed cruises for a while as well. Uh, Pixar Day at Sea was very popular and continues to be popular. So I think that what Disney has done, again, we've, we have several podcast episodes regarding the Disney uh, cruise line, if you guys ever want to go back and listen or watch those. But um, I think what Disney continues to do with the Disney cruise line is really impressive to me in the sense where like they add their Disney magic to it, right? You can see it the minute you walk onto the ship. But what Disney's so good at is that theming and making you love these characters and making you walk in and be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in Belle's castle. So to bring that into the Disney Cruise Line, it's really impressive. And I'll be honest, when they first started talking about Marvel Days at Sea and Halloween cruises, I actually remember being a little kind of on the fence about that, being like, why don't they just, it's a cruise, like just go on a cruise, (laughs) you know, but people are booking them and people are loving them. So you know. Jared, I see you. Can you imagine if you could do a Star Wars day at sea? Yeah, I'd probably uh, faint and fall overboard. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. no, I uh, I would confidently say that that's a, that's a dream come true uh, bucket list thing for Bring me. Bring it back, Disney Cruise Line. For Jared, at least. Uh, for nothing know, else. It's going to be one person on the cruise, but I'll, I'll be having a yeah. ball. Um, go. <laughs> I'll go with you. There we go. Perfect. No. Friend. No. no, no shot. No. Um, it's all right. She she pretended for a second. Um, so we're going to move on to some of the other Disney parks and things on the second half of the episode in just a few minutes here and how you can celebrate Halloween to the absolute fullest at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Um, believe it or not, some of the international parks do some Halloween stuff as well. So we'll talk about all of that in the second half of the episode. But before we go into the second half of the episode, I do want to mention that this episode of the Mickey Cloud Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. Now, as we have been talking about Mickey Travels, but also been talking about Halloween and Christmas and this whole time period, you know, please be aware that it's not just the best time of year for a reason. It's very popular. Okay. However, if you ever need help booking a last minute trip during the Halloween season or booking a trip during the Christmas season or looking ahead towards planning ahead, uh, you know, and being much uh, very, very smart about it, to be honest, uh, planning for 2024, please do reach out to Mickey Travels. We can, um, 
you know, help you book those trips for you at zero additional cost. It's completely free to you to use Mickey Travels and they can help plan and book your entire Disney vacation. So Alyssa, I want to talk about Disneyland a little bit first, and then we'll talk about Walt Disney World, just because we know Walt Disney World a little bit better. Uh, so we'll talk about Disneyland um, first. Um, Disneyland does a lot for Halloween, um, which is really impressive. I mentioned earlier that the Haunted Mansion overlay is extremely popular. It's basically set, of course, between this frightfully festive you know, time period during the Nightmare Before Christmas, and then they also add some Christmas elements once you get towards the holiday season, which is really cool as well. Um, beyond that, of course, there's the giant pumpkin. As soon as you hit Main Street USA, very, very popular. On top of the giant pumpkin, uh, there's pumpkins everywhere, just like Walt Disney World, just like, you know, going down Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom. You do not have to fear about seeing enough pumpkins. Um, and alongside the pumpkins, there's offerings such as the Main Street Pumpkin Festival, there's the Disney's Happiest Haunts Guided Tour, if you want to get more of a guided tour around the Halloween uh, season in uh, Disneyland. Things like Halloween Screams and things like that. The Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark overlay. Or there's lots of costumed cars in the park uh, over at Cars Land, which I think is really, really cool. Um, obviously, there's a few other offerings as well, but the main thing that we have to mention is Oogie Boogie Bash, because I'm not going to lie to you, Alyssa, it felt like getting an Oogie Boogie Bash ticket was like more difficult than getting a Taylor Swift ticket this year. So yeah, that's a really good analogy. Um, yeah. And, and you have to remember, you know, there's probably, I don't know exactly, but there's probably fewer nights to attend Oogie Boogie than there are for obviously the, I know for a fact, obviously the Halloween party starts in August. And goes until November. So obviously fewer offerings. Uh, you know, but yes, um, Oogie Boogie is just very, very popular. You know, I know when he's at the not so scary Halloween party on the float, everybody's like, Oogie Boogie, you know, so they really love him. Um, it's a unique party. Um, I think also what makes it um, really popular is the fact that it's only at Disneyland. You know, yeah. so it's one of those things when you when you can have something at both parks, it doesn't make it as desirable or, you know, you still want it. But when it's only offered at one, I think that it becomes really, really like I'm going out there. I know people that go out there just for Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, yeah. I can tell you um, that, you know, you know, if you can't get tickets, there's obviously ways to get them. Um, you know, kind of StubHub or, you know, people reselling them or what have you, but, um, it's very, very popular. And, um, you know, between the treats, the merchandise, the, uh, the shows, um, it, it's definitely fun. And if I can say this, if you are thinking about it in future years, uh, let a Mickey travels agent do their best to get it for you early. Yeah, absolutely. That was exactly what I was going to mention next, because what I, what I am telling you guys, I wasn't just joking about the Taylor Swift reference. There are people who waited in a queue for eight hours trying to get an Oogie Boogie ticket. And lots of them, unfortunately, didn't even get them for the nights that they were looking for. However, if you go through Mickey Travels, you can have them book these things for you and, and sort of take that legwork out from you. Um, you know, and obviously, as we always say, there's not 
a specific guarantee. We can't guarantee we'll get the exact night you want. But um, I do, I will just say that the Mickey Travels agents can sort of take that work away from you and let you relax while they try to get those tickets for you. So, yeah. you know, a good thing to, to mention. <clears throat> Beyond that, I did want to mention a few details about the Yogi Boogie Bash. Uh, Alyssa is correct. Um, there are 25 nights to attend with Oogie Boogie. Um, once they release the ticket info and trying to get tickets, usually in the July time period before, you know, they officially launch it, July, August, um, just be aware that they go very, very fast and they go very fast for a reason. Everybody says such amazing things about this. There are so many cool characters that are dressed up. I mean, characters that you actually can't see over here in Walt Disney World, um, which I think is is great. I, I love that. The parks on both sides of the country sort of have different offerings. Um, but regardless, you would get early admission into Disney's California Adventure at 3 o'clock. You'd have immersive treat trails. Obviously, there's an incredible parade. Mickey's Trick or Treat, um, Villains Grove, character experiences. So there's a lot of things that they offer here. Um, and it does go from 6 p.m. all the way through 11 p.m. Again, that's including, or that's not including the three-hour early entry. So you can technically be there from 3 to 11, which is an eight-hour time period. Um, and and that's, uh, that's pretty great because not only are the lines a lot shorter during that, but uh, you get to see characters, again, um, that you really can't see uh, anywhere else. Um, so Oogie Boogie is... Obviously the main event, but have no fear. There's a lot of other villains there as well, because that's one thing I will say, Alyssa, not to sort of go back to the first half of the episode. Beyond Disney films that are more Halloween oriented and beyond rides like the Haunted Mansion, there are so many people who love Disney villains. Um, you know, that's why there's been this clamoring and the screaming for villains land someday maybe beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Um, but but people have talked about a fifth park, you know, that's all villain land oriented. People have discussed, um, you know, villains nights, which they have done before. They have done nights dedicated, special ticketed events dedicated to the villains. So, you know, I've just noticed that, I'm sure you have as well, that there's been such a a love and appreciation that's generated over the years from the villains from all the different, um, you know, animated films and live action films too. That's very true. Villains are, yeah. it's crazy. They love the villains, even though they're bad people, <laughs> but they do, they love them. And even with the, the Mickey's very, the booty you parade, when the villains come in at the end, everybody just loves seeing all the villains walking around. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, again, like, if you want to see villains such as, like, you know, whether it's Maleficent or Scar or Queen of Hearts, you know, Dr. Facilier, there's huge followings for all these different types of villains. Um, and and that's what's so cool about these parties is they sort of obviously put and them And you know what's forefront. good also is these, these extra ticketed events are really some of the only times you get to see these characters. Absolutely. Because they're not characters you just, you know, when you think about Mickey Mouse, he's going to be everywhere, right? You're going to see him different places, you know. But when it comes to these ticketed events, you know, these are, this is where you see these very unique characters that you would otherwise not see anywhere else. I totally agree. I mean, 
for example, Sid from Toy Story, he actually does meet and greets during Oogie Boogie Bash. He's up on a stage. I've seen the videos of it. And people walk by and he'll just like send mean comments your way, <laughs> which is really funny to me um, that they even like allow that at a at a Disney <laughs> park. But hey, whatever. Um, it's really funny. It's interactive and they just do a phenomenal job. So let's move over to Walt Disney World. Obviously, Alyssa and I have some more experience with this being this is where we are based out of. Um, and this is what we know the most about. But um, we dedicated an entire episode, as we said, to Not So Scary. So we're not going to dive as deep into this as we did before. But really, when you look at the Halloween season at Walt Disney World, that is the main event. That's what you're thinking about. That's what you're talking about. Um, Christmas works differently. You know, you have different offerings at different parks and every resort is decked out for the holidays. Uh, Halloween just isn't exactly set up that way. They sort of put all their chips in the basket of, uh, you know, the Magic Kingdom. But I will say, even though they do that, they nail it. So um, they do a phenomenal job with Not So Scary. Uh, but Alyssa, I did want to ask you, um, what was your first time you ever visited Mickey's Not So Scary? And um, I guess, uh, what uh, what have you grown to, to love about that party specifically over the years? So my first party was in 2010. I remember awesome. that. Um, so 13 years ago. Um, I will say, I do feel like the party was a little less crowded back then. Mm -hmm. I don't think they sold as many tickets as they do now, which is a good and a bad thing, right? It's a good thing that it was less crowded. Um, it felt more like um, a uh, one of those, um, what am I trying to say? Like special event nights versus a Halloween party. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the, and after hours event. That's what it used to feel like. Um, the part, you know, just very few people walking around. So again, that's a good thing in the sense that you could just walk on attractions and meet and greets. Everything was easy. No lines for any kind of food. Um, but the, the other thing about being more crowded, yes, that's kind of a negative, but they're selling more tickets. So more opportunities for people to go, which is great. Um, I remember my favorite thing that night was the Booty You Parade. And I could not get the song out of my head for days. And that still happens when I go and watch the parade. Um, the parade's changed a little bit, you know, through the mm -hmm. years. It, they've added characters. They've taken characters away. They've kept the tried and true. Um, but I would say for me, the Booty You Parade's my favorite part of the um, Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Yeah, I, I do tend to agree. I do think the parade is almost like the highlight of the event. Um, I know for a fact there's just, I mean, I'll never forget it actually last year. The first time I covered Not So Scary from Mickey blog um, in 2022, I remember standing at the end of Main Street and getting ready for the parade as it was uh, coming down and the, during the first parade. And I remember looking around and when they first like played the boo to you soundtrack there was cast members who just started like dancing and getting so excited uh and this one woman in particular was like just like out of her mind dancing up and down and and screaming every word to her other cast member friends and 
And it was, it was cool to see because, you know, you forget that a lot of these cast members are doing this because of how much they love it and, you know, and how much they just want to be in it because they love Disney. And, um, you know, boo to you, that whole parade is incredible. It has almost more characters than you can even imagine, especially during the finale. I mean, so many main characters dressed up in their Halloween outfits, which is so cool. Um, but for me, not so scary, the real highlight of this event and the reason people go to it, for me at least, is obviously candy and things like that. Great. But you can get candy at Walgreens. It's the it's the characters. You're getting characters that, as Alyssa was mentioning, you're not getting not just anywhere else, but any other time period. It doesn't exist. I mean, if you want to see Jack and Sally in their Nightmare Before Christmas outfits, that is the only time, only place to see them in Walt Disney World. Um, you know, if you want to see things like the uh, Seven Dwarves, which obviously were extremely popular. Um, on top of that, you have characters like the Winnie the Pooh friends that are all dressed up in their specific outfits, uh, which is really cool. So it's just, it's a great event. But as Serena said, when um, she joined the podcast a while back, she was saying you almost go to Not So Scary not to ride the rides, just to do everything else. You know? Well, I think we talked about also, that's the big distinction in my mind between a party and an after hours event. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when you go to an after hours event, whatever that is, um, I think the mainstay is going to be getting on those attractions over and over and over and riding them with no weights and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I do fully agree with Serena. I think when it comes to the party, um, I personally look at it as this is just me agree, d disagree. It's fine. You know, I can ride those attractions anytime but I can't see Jack and Sally anytime. I can't mm -hmm. see the booty you parade anytime. Um, I can't do trick or treating anytime. Uh, I can't watch the Sanderson sisters stage show anytime. I can't watch the fireworks, um, the unique fireworks. So to me, I like to take advantage of the, the aspects of a party that I can't find anywhere else. Whereas in after hours, um, the unique part about it is just the lack of crowds and being able to just get on attractions over and over and over again. So there is a huge distinction. And I think, you know, you need to know what the priority is and what you're going there for to know what's important to do. Um, if that makes sense. Um, and to know, Oh, you know what? I'm here to ride attractions. Then I don't know if I would spend, you know, for a family of four, you know, $700 or $600 for, you know, uh, more, yeah, 700 or 750 for four tickets to ride attractions that you could do the next morning. Yeah, no, I, I will agree with that. I think, I think, again, I know we already talked about this in the main episode for this, but you're going to this event for the entertainment, not just the characters, but the entertainment for, so let me give you an example. Okay. If you like pirates, like I do, um, you can go over and you can ride pirates anytime. But only at Not So Scary can you see a pirate band sing pirate songs and bring like tiki torches lit up around the land and try to spook you as you walk by. That only happens during that event. So if you want to experience that, you have to go to the event for that. And granted, I'm very, very, very glad. This is one of the best things that Disney does 
that Disney does these things, okay? Because what is the point for people to pay the extra money if they're not getting special offerings? That's the whole point, right? You want to you want to offer something unique that they can only get at the party so that guests have that incentive to book those party tickets. And I think that's really an important distinction and an important thing to think about because it's it's really an incredible job what Disney does. Again, we talked earlier about the Haunted Mansion. We talked about the ghosts being outside and things like that. Or going through Storybook Circus and seeing characters like Goofy dressed up in a costume. You can't see that any other time of year or anywhere else. It's not a thing. You can't go meet Goofy dressed up as a baseball player. You know, um, so or Stitch dressed up as Elvis Stitch, which is highly, highly popular every single year. Um, so I just think they do a fantastic job with the entertainment of the characters. The fireworks is amazing. The stage show is incredible. And of course, as we talked about, Boo to You is fantastic as well. Um, so before we conclude this episode, um, I want to do a little bit something different. OK, obviously, Alyssa is a Christmas fan. And I'm a Christmas fan. Um, but do you have any fond memories of Halloween from when you were a kid? Um, and uh, yeah, that's where I want to end the episode. Because the thing is, is Halloween is a special holiday to millions and millions of people around the globe. So again, Alyssa and I are, are we're making this episode for you guys. So we're going to do our best to, to try to try to pretend like like we like this as much as you guys. <laughs> So I love that question and I love how it's like a little bit personal. Um, so I have amazingly fond memories of Halloween. Um, obviously it was in a different era than you remember Halloween, Jared. Um, but I will tell you, um, just if you'll allow me, um, we used to have a school parade. So we would, all of us, you know, we would bring our costumes into school. We would walk around. Mm -hmm. The parents would be there. That was always fun. Then we'd have Halloween parties at school, right? Super fun. We go home, and that was always a night we would get pizza or something, you know, yummy. We would eat mm -hmm. early, and then we would, you know, all of our friends would go out, trick or treat. It was, you know, it was a little bit of a safer time than it is now, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we just went out. No parents took us. We were in elementary <laughs> school. We just went out. Like, parents yeah. didn't walk around with you. Like, you could be in first grade. It was like, you went with your friends. It's a different time. But... And I remember one of my favorite memories, and this was year after year. I have an older brother who's about two years older than me, and mm -hmm. he would go out with his friends, and I would go out with mine, and then we'd have to be home by a certain time. Um, and we would come in, and we would, you know, you'd have a, you'd have loot. I mean, you would just fill <laughs> this bag with everything, yeah. and that was like, you know, my brother was very competitive with me, so you know, we who was whose bag was heavier. But what we would do. I remember this. We would come in, we'd get out of our costumes because they were always usually not comfortable and we would get in pajamas and we would take our candy, dump it on the ground and you had to make sure like, this is my candy, that's yours. And we would trade. And I remember that was the most fun trading candy because it's like, he'd be like, I'll trade you a Hershey bar for a Kit Kat or my, my, you know, my parents would, we'd give my parents all the candy that we hated, you know, like, uh, whatever, like something and be like, Oh, here, I got this for you. And it was like, I don't want that. And we would trade candy and it was so much fun. And then after we were done trading, we'd put all our candy into these huge bowls and you would just look at it. Like you just 
won the lottery or something. You're like proud of this. Like I just ran yeah. like a full marathon and this was like my, my medal. And yeah. I remember waking up the next morning being so excited to see all the candy that I'd gotten. And, yeah. and then for weeks and weeks, like every day I come up from school and I'd be able to grab a couple pieces and mm-hmm. I, it's crazy, but like, I, I can picture all of that in my head and it was, it, that that's my that's my fondest memory of the years when I was younger going trick or treating. Yeah, you see, guys, we don't hate Halloween that much. Okay, we just really no. Like that Christmas. just gives me a lot of warm fuzzies. Um, no, but I can't it, it, say that I have. I have. I want you, Jared, in one of our mo- many episodes about Christmas to ask that same question at the end of one of our episodes about Christmas. Absolutely, I. I loved listening to you speak because just now, because the thing is, is that, you know, the whole point of this podcast, I guess, the whole reason we do this every single week, not only to inform you guys about Disney, um, but I think people forget sometimes, like, you know, we're, we're people too, and we have our own, we have our own memories, our own history, our own stories, and that's, but, you know, Disney holds a special place to us, but before Disney, there was memories like that. And frankly, a lot of those memories lay the groundwork for who you become and, and how you get to love Halloween. Um, you know, for me, I remember growing up and I'm one of five kids. So my mom would always make us try to like carve pumpkins and things like that. And, you know, let me tell you, going out, picking a pumpkin to carve and bringing it home you don't realize how long it's going to take. It's going to take you a few hours and you're just like scraping the inside of a pumpkin out. And my mom would like save the pumpkin seeds to bake those in the oven and cover them in like cinnamon sugar and things like that. Like a lot of those memories are things you kind of forget about as you get older a little bit. And I think it's fun every once in a while to mix in some more personal questions like that one into this podcast so we can sort of reminisce a little bit because I guarantee you people who are listening and watching this episode just did their own little reminiscing during that section of the podcast, you know, and and I think that's the best. That's the best when you can think back to these amazing time periods of your life uh, and great memories because that's, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, that's, that's why we, that's, you know, what we aim to do every day is making new memories and, and everything like that. So great, great way of telling your story, Alyssa. I wish I was as good at telling mine, but either way, uh, Halloween was, was great for me growing up. Um, we're going to revisit that question once it's the holidays, by the way, we are absolutely going to. Um, and the last thing I'll say just to end on a nice comedic, uh, note is I'm going to tell you everybody, including Alyssa, a quick little story of the first time I ever went to not so scary Halloween party. So I was nine I was eight, maybe nine years old, 2004, our first Disney trip. And we decided let's do not so scary. Let's, let's do it. My stepdad, mind you, is six foot five. Okay. And my mom decided everybody's dressing up, including my stepdad. So we're really curious. And, you know, I was eight years old. My brother was four. My sister was two. I had, my other sister was a baby. My other sister's 13. I mean, we were like, they, my parents made us all wait in the hotel room. And they went into like a different room to get dressed. It came out. My stepdad walked in as Donald Duck. And this is the tallest Donald Duck anyone has ever seen in the history of Disney. Anyways, we all went to uh, 
to the party. And when you bring a three-month-old, two-year-old, four-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 12-year-old at nighttime, odds are kids are going to get a little cranky. Um, So that's exactly what happened. And my mom apparently thought there was no better time to take a photo. So one of my all-time favorite family photos includes my stepdad dressed up as Donald Duck, my mom dressed up as Daisy Duck, and her five kids and four of them are in complete tears. Um, But it's framed in our house. And I still laugh when I look at it because I think to myself, like, I don't know why my mom did that. Why did, why did they, why did they do that with so many little ones? But ironically, it's the nights like that where everyone's unhappy, where it makes for the funny stories years and years later. Absolutely. Those Disney memories, even some of the ones that are crazy and you know what, they're still Disney memories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, Jared, when you have kids, you're going to have similar things. Maybe you won't dress up as Donald Duck. Um, (laughs) Maybe, who knows? Yeah, no, who knows? Um, But, you know, we have stories of our kids who are now 25, almost 23 and 19. Stories of meltdowns and, you know, all kinds of crazy stories. And I think we love to laugh about it now. You know, we look back and we're like, that was part of it. Like every day at Disney, you know, there, you know, can't be perfection. No, there's going to be hiccups, but that's part of it. Cause at at the end of the day, you know what my takeaway from that story is, Jared, there might've been tears and a lot of craziness, but you were all together. Yeah. We were all together, all seven of us. And my mom did everything she could to make that happen. And that's what I'm going to remember long-term because someday I don't think I'll be having five kids. I don't know how my mom did it, but someday when I'm at Disney with a few of my kids at our first Halloween party, I'll think back to that same party. I say, Hey, I was at my first Halloween party with my parents and now I'm bringing my kids. Like that's what Disney's really all about. It's a generational impact that really Disney has made. And thinking back at this past week where we just hit the 100-year milestone of the company, the official day that Walt and Roy opened up the Disney Brothers Animation Studio um, out there in Hollywood, um, you know, I uh, I actually recorded a little TikTok and Instagram reel, if you guys want to go check it out, where I talked a little bit about their history. But one of the things that I could not get over that I still think about is like these two men opened up a little animated studio and now things like the story that I just told exist like 90 plus years later. Like that's crazy to me. And And by the way, I think the other takeaway is never give up because they, especially Walt hit so many roadblocks, Mm -hmm. had so many failures, things that just never went right for him. Um, He never gave up. He never said, I'm done. You know, he kept going. And, you know, especially if you, if you watch One Man's Dream in Hollywood Studios, you, you know, you hear, you see, you feel the history. Um, but he was, his perseverance, his dream, his dedication is what we all should live to, to you know, strive for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no excuses in life. Um there's only picking yourself back up. You know, successes are only good when you have failures behind you that got you mm. to those successes. Well, of and course. I think he's the perfect example of that. So I love that we're celebrating a hundred years later and hopefully I won't be around. Uh, Jared, I don't think you will be either. 
sorry, um, but a hundred years from now, when it's two hundred years, and who knows what's going to be there? But you know, I hope that I hope you and I get to leave a little legacy from this podcast of just making people smile for an hour each each week. That's that's the whole reason, honestly, we we do this at the end of the day. I mean, the whole point and the whole reason I got into this specific industry was I get to do something that brings joy to other people and I get to love doing it. And I don't think there is a better career path on earth to take than just that because anybody can go chase money. Um, you can go chase you know, as many working hours as you want, but not many people can do what, what Alyssa and I get to do for a living. Um, very few people get to, in fact. So we don't take that for granted and definitely don't take this podcast for granted. And, um, so appreciate it. And we really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be honest with you. I had, I didn't know what to expect at the Halloween episode, but it turned into a very nostalgic, fun episode. Uh, so I really hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, because frankly, I'm obviously excited for the Christmas episodes. You'll get a bunch of those, but I'm very glad we did this episode because Halloween is a very special time of year, um, for all of us, you know, even if you're not a huge Halloween fan like myself, I still have Halloween stories. We just talked about them. Alyssa still has very fond memories of the holiday. I mean, Halloween is a huge holiday for so many people across the globe. And, and we're just so glad that, um, Disney has developed such a unique, offerings or such unique offerings for fans because Halloween fans from all over can go to Disneyland, can go on the Disney cruise line, can go to Walt Disney World, um, or can even sit home and just watch the nightmare before Christmas. And Disney um sort of made that happen. So very special in that aspect. And we really are glad you tune into today's episode. If you do want to check out some more of Mickey Blogs episodes, please hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up button if you like this episode. Comment down below some of your favorite Halloween traditions or Halloween memories. We'd love to hear them. And, of course, check out some of our previous episodes. Mickey Blog has a lot of episodes out now. Um, we are just reaching close to our first one-year mark of this podcast starting, which is really amazing. Very excited uh, to give my own little uh you know, inspirational corny speech in a few weeks. Hopefully you guys are ready for that one. Uh, but we're getting very close to the year mark of this podcast. Um, and uh, just very grateful. Um, so go check out some of our other episodes. The Mickey Bog Podcast is brought to you every single week on Friday. We are available on YouTube and we're also available on all audio platforms, including iHeartRadio or things such as Amazon, Apple, Spotify, all that fun jazz. Regardless, we can't wait to see you guys next time. Check out Mickey Travels if you ever need help planning your Disney vacation and head to mickeyblog.com for all the latest in all things Disney. Can't wait to see you guys next week on another edition of the Mickey Bye. Blog Podcast. Have a good one.